Shut up and sit down. Thank you so much for joining us here on another episode of Cinema from the Dark Side. I am your host, Patrick, and today I do have a very special guest with us. We do have Brad. Brad, how's it going? Good, good. So how's it feel to be on the podcast? Kind of interesting. I haven't been on the radio in a long time. <laughs> so <laughs> this, this isn't radio. Definitely though. not radio anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're going to have a fun time. Uh, today's subject, we're going to be talking about the Fast and the Furious series. So one through eight. Vroom, vroom. Right. <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about. And uh, obviously, if you are a regular listener of the podcast, you know the first thing we do is movie news. All right, so first up in movie news, uh, looks like we have some casting updates for Disney's live-action Milan. Uh, first up, we do have Jet Li. He will be joining the live-action Mulan. Um, looking at this here, doesn't quite say what role he's going to be playing, but uh, it does say he's going to be in it. And uh, Gong Li, or Jong Li, don't know, hmm. um, female actress, uh, Asian female actress, um, again, don't know what role she's going to be playing. She looks a little bit, little bit older, so I could assume maybe Mulan's mother. Maybe Jet Li is his dad then. <laughs> is Mulan's dad? Yeah, I don't I know. Can see I, that. I can't picture Jet Li being too young anymore. So. That is true. That is very true. And also oh, with that, and also with that, it looks like the fellow who starred in Rogue One, the um, blind Asian dude, he's going to be oh, in there. Oh. Uh, for some reason, the link I had just started playing random stuff, so I don't remember his name right now. But that guy. <laughs> that <he's> dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's going to be playing um, in this role as well, possibly as the general. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be an awesome film. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be pretty dope. So, uh, are you pumped for the live-action Milan, Brad? I am indeed. I think it's going to be awesome. i, I just exciting to hear the words Jet Li again. I mean, <laughs> I can't remember the one film that was big when I was in high school, which the God one. willing. Yeah. Well, there was many, but the one that I really, really remember. No, the movie The One. Oh, The One. <laughs> that could have been it. <laughs> the one with Jason Statham? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was it. Okay. Yep, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm old. Give me a break. <laughs> no, I'm that's pushing. Fine. 30 now <laughs> oh yeah you're so old dude ancient well in our generation you're that's gonna ancient. start applying for aarp benefits yeah, soon two more 20 more years and <laughs> two more years two more years yep they're 32 now yep <laughs> so yeah i'm excited for that i'm excited for a lot of disney reboots because like i said i was telling you earlier my girlfriend was really into beauty and the beast and yeah, it was a great remake she's excited to, when the aladdin one comes out if that whenever that comes out but you know what i heard actually i didn't bring this up before the lion king one um, there was actually talk there was going to be a Lion King one, and someone. Yeah, there is. In, is is it true? Like Seth Rogen is in it though. Yeah. What is he? Who is Pumbaa. he? He's fucking Pumbaa. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And then Billy Eichner is playing Timon. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Dude, that's gonna be the. Dude, that's gonna be a good one. Yeah, that's completely confirmed, and they're doing. Um, uh, they're bringing back James Earl Jones again for Mufasa. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah. Oh, He's cool. coming back. There you go. And uh, fuck, what a uh, childish Gambino. Oh. He's going to play uh, Simba. Oh, okay. Who's so. going to be the hyenas? I don't know. Because who it was? It was Cheech. Uh, yeah. 
and someone else, uh, or um, Whoopi Goldberg. That's yeah. And someone else, I can't remember. Can't picture. (laughs) (laughs) Whoopi Goldberg. I don't know if she's coming back though. Um, I do know. Fuck. What the hell is his name? Have you seen Doctor Strange? Uh, no, I've heard okay. of it, but, you know. Fuck. I'm trying to think. The the black actor in there, he's playing uh, Scar. Oh. Um, I can't remember his name, though. I think I know who you're talking about. But anyways, okay. yeah, that's pretty yeah. Uh, That's pretty cool. I mean, any of the Disney reboots are going to be sweet. So oh, yeah, yeah. Mulan, nevertheless. When's that one coming out? Uh, no release date. Um, looks like probably uh, 2020. Okay, okay. Yeah, looks like 2020. Um, doesn't say give a date, but sure, a year. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited yeah, for it. Yeah, that'll be cool. All right, next up in movie news, uh, Charlize Theron confirms that Atomic Blonde is in development. Oh, so Atomic Blonde two. Sorry, my oh, apologies. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, looks like that's happening. Um, I wasn't. I was really excited to see Atomic Blonde, sure. but it was really convoluted. Oh okay, yeah. And. It, it wasn't what I wanted it to be, sure, sure. Which, which was just a gritty, badass action movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully, number two kind of takes those issues. Oh, definitely. Charlize Theron is actually pretty dynamic. And is given, it Theron given or our, Theron? It's Theron, I believe. Are you I, sure? I believe. I'm not entirely. Every time I've heard that name said, it's always Charlize Theron. It could be. I mean, <laughs> Charlize. Here's my dad's rendition of it because he's <laughs> older and he doesn't, uh, he, he kind of like makes up his own words all the time. So he's like, who's that in that one, that, that film, you know, that Char- Charlene, Charlene Th- Theron? Oh my God. <laughs> Charlene. That's how I know he's referring to the movie A Million Ways to Die in the West. <laughs> but she's actually pretty dynamic uh on the topic of our you know fast and furious chatter today is in eight you know she was cypher uh yeah cypher i think her name was the bad girl i'll be honest the eight is the only one i have not seen oh really no kidding so So she's in that so when you do see it uh she actually does pretty good in that and i'm I'm shocked because maybe i've seen her in too many (laughs) (laughs) lighthearted comedies and or you know Seth MacFarlane <laughs> film. Right. But no, in, in Atomic Blonde, if you if you can get past how convoluted it was, mm-hmm. dude, she did a lot of her own stunts. <laughs> she did like a lot of action scenes. Oh really? She was a badass. She was there we awesome. Go. Nice. Um, but the story was just come on. It yeah. was too much. Too it much. Too much, too much. But I I'll definitely I definitely want to see what Atomic Blonde 2 holds. Oh yeah. Um, so let's go on to Jake Gyllenhaal is <laughs> denying uh, uh, casting rumors for Batman. Oh, man. So we've kind of touched on this topic before. Uh, ben Affleck has, has not, like, actually said if he's going to be appearing in the Batman. Sure. Um, after the results of Justice League and how that was received by critics, it's okay. kind of, like, up in the air what mm-hmm. his role is in DC. Sure. Uh, and there were rumors that him and one other... Uh, actor were trying to be casted as Batman, but looks like Jake Gyllenhaal is shooting that down. He's wow. not trying okay. to be Batman. Okay, well, yeah, I couldn't see him <laughs> being Batman. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't see that either. Ben Affleck wasn't bad. Christian I liked Bale. Ben Affleck. I liked Christian Bale. I see. I liked Ben Affleck over yeah. Christian Bale. Yeah, I could give him that. Definitely. I liked. I, I liked Batfleck. Batfleck. <laughs> 
Yeah. I like that. Yeah, Batfleck, man. I like that. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really hope he stays around for Batman, though. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. Well, did you see, you saw Suicide Squad, I'm guessing. What a piece of shit movie. Well, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) It sucked, I think it could have been really awesome to to some degree. I actually really enjoyed it the first time around, and the more I saw it, the more I realized, well, you know what this is? This is like, you know, Kool-Aid powder for (laughs) comic book fans or for wannabe comic book fans, maybe. Yeah. Like, I thought Deadshot was awesome when I was a kid. Aspects of the movie were great. Like, uh, Harley Quinn was cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I did like Will Smith as Deadshot. I liked Captain Boomerang. I thought that was a nice touch, you know. But it's just the way the movie came together and Enchantress being the villain. Well, sure. I mean, it was terrible. That was part of it. And also that it was it was kind of what I felt like, you know, I guess maybe it shouldn't have just been one film. I know they're talking sequel now, but they are like it was like, well, I think I think the whole idea got crammed into an hour and a half. Right. (laughs) And I'm like, well, you know, I'm starting to see the difference between when you have to have a series or you just have one film. And I think they were just shooting for, oh, let's do one film. Harley Quinn, the Joker, all that stuff. And like, right. But then halfway through, they're like, oh, let's, oh, shit, we got to make this all one big fucking movie. <laughs> right, yeah. So that might have been part of it, too, I think. But It definitely could yeah, have been part of it. Mm-hmm. It was not what I was expecting. I liked it at the beginning, then it kind of whittled away <laughs> after a while. <laughs> all right, and last up, coming up in movie news, uh, can't pronounce this guy's name, but uh, Taika Waititi, Huh. Uh, live action Akita is still in early development. Okay. So they are making a live action Akita, which I don't know if you are you in the anime at all. Um, not really. That's no? my okay. that's my fall fall fallback. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I, there's very few animes I do like. Okay. So so I, like, what I do you what do you like? I probably have heard of it. I just don't. Akita know. is a old school anime movie. It's just really fucked up. Okay. And uh, um, a lot of people. Like, you know, Ghost in the Shell. Okay, okay. I've heard of that. Anime. Yeah. Um, they just did a live action version of that, which okay. I thought was pretty decent. Sure, I haven't sure. seen the original anime, though. So right, right. A lot of diehard anime fans are like, fuck this movie. Oh, I'm sure. And that's like a whole <laughs> subculture in and of itself. I can respect right. that. I don't really. Uh, I had a friend that liked, speaking of anime, uh, it was FLCL or something like that. It was like six episodes long total. It was this really weird, raunchy anime cartoon. I don't think I've heard of that. Um, I have one on DVD because he gave it to me to... to Watch. He borrowed it to me to get me into it. <laughs> I didn't mind it. It was very, very, very fucked up, to say the least. Right. But uh, I should just give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, <laughs> the next time I see you, I should just give it to you because it's the gift that keeps on giving in that regard. But Sure. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it seems like the, the theme here is like a lot of live action recreations are yeah. becoming a thing nowadays. Yeah, it's and a thing. Well, uh, this guy is saying he is working on it. And what he's basically saying is the source material he's going off of is the original books. Sure, sure. So these were books before it became an actual anime film. Okay. So I'm I'm guessing a lot of it's going to be different. Okay. Because obviously you can't, and it, it was a six volume sure, like, yeah. book series smushed into one anime, basically. Okay. So okay. I don't know if a lot of anime fans are aware of that. Probably not. Yeah. So they're obviously going to be very upset when it's n- sure. nothing like the movie. Well, <laughs> and I, will, I will say this, though. I have, and this might differ for you, but I have mad respect for producers that pick up and interpret something that's book-based and not like, oh, they made it into a TV show and now we're going to make a movie off the TV sh- rather than where it all came right. from. Uh, I'm not, again, not knowing much about anime is one thing, but uh, I will say that, you know, films 
uh, book to film you know I, I like when they stick to it a little bit you know more than I, I i agree i agree with you i do i do respect that if it's done well oh yeah because i mean there's so many examples of movies that came from books that are just bullshit right right like uh like Gone Girl, amazing. Oh, Gone Girl was so good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've seen Gone Girl. I've seen Gone okay, Girl. Yeah, yeah. Good. I, was, almost, I thought that... you were talking about the book. I, well, I haven't no. read that one yet, but dude, it, you you watch the movie, you basically oh, yeah. read the book. Okay, it's okay. literally almost one hundred percent. Okay. Have and, you have you seen um well like the Wolf of Wall Street for example? I have not read anything about Wolf of Wall Street, but I have seen the movie. Okay, that yeah, was great. The book was pretty much to a T what happened and what I wish they would do now is make there is a book number two that takes place that picks up literally after the very end of the film <laughs> like okay. and I wish they would do that one because it's actually more of a more or less it's less resounding amounts of fuck and <laughs> sex in it and more about the reality of where he's gone since right. and they, I'm like I thought that was another book to movie kind of rendition that was a good true story and well done <laughs> but i yeah i agree it's got to be very well done it can't be yeah. diverted all over right and, yeah and this is a quote from the director of this new live action akira uh, he says i haven't really started to get my head around it yet what i wanted to do was an adaptation of the books because a lot of people are like don't touch that film and I'm like, I'm not remaking the film. I want to go back to the book. Uh, a lot of people are freaking out. Um, a lot of people freaking out haven't even read the books, and there are six gigantic books to go through. It's so rich. But the anime is one of my favorite films. My mom took me to see it when I was 13, and it changed my life. So I I don't know. Well, I mean, he's got a good heart there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds I mean, like he's he... trying to do right by what we were just saying, but right. I guess so we'll see. He's not out to change the movie. He's not out to remake it. He's basically doing his own adaptation of the book. Yeah, that sounds good. So, yeah, we'll definitely see how that goes. And, uh, and uh, that is the end of movie news. So let's get into our main topic, which, as we already stated, is... Fast and the Furious franchise. Yes. So, Brad, you said you were a very, very big fan of the early. Oh yeah. Fast and the Furious. Uh, the I will say the first film like kind of defines my generation oh, in yeah. some way because I don't want to compare it completely to this, but like my father's generation and they were big time gearheads. Their film was American Graffiti. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say that necessarily like the Fast and Furious franchise is our generation's American Graffiti, but I will say the first film is along the lines of what I can see my dad sees in something like American Graffiti because what it was was the start of automobiles and incorporation of more technical, you know, computerized right. software and whatnot that ran it or, you know, Total very super yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're fans of Subies. <laughs> Every single kid would take their car, whatever piece of shit they were driving out to Highway 100 after seeing that movie. Put the fucking fart can on the exhaust. Oh, I know. So I think um, it, that's kind of what I mean. And then if you just look at it, like you look at someone like the character Letty, it's like, man, everybody had a crush on her. Oh, yeah. Everyone <laughs> want, wanted to be with Letty. And, and every girl wanted to be with Vin Diesel. And nowadays it's kind of like, well, now it's become more of an action film. 
and I we'll get to that later, yeah, but I yeah. don't like that. Yeah. I do not like that at all. Got plenty of director based things to say about that, but <laughs> that's you know, a whole thing. But yeah, that that first one was amazing. I, I always watch it. I my girlfriend remembers almost every line from it. She was a huge fan. She was all she's also kind of a shop girl, you know, motorhead, but she just she can recite the whole damn thing pretty much. Right. Everything from make your own goddamn popcorn and <laughs> <laughs> to bullshit asshole, no one likes the tuna here. Everything that asshole Vince said in that film oh yeah pretty much <laughs> and then he fucking died anyways in yeah, the fifth good one for him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i loved i loved the first one um thought that was great i think that will always be like deep down in there with like the one poster of my favorites came back for me yeah exactly <laughs> yeah because the poster got me out of handcuffs <laughs> i, I thought a lot of that. like you know vin i think vin diesel has a very specific type of acting yeah. that only works in like the fast and furious roles oh yeah absolutely like, you see him in other shit like, do you remember the film Babylon AD? Yes, Fucking I do. a terrible movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because he becomes... And I will say this, um, and we can get more into this in a bit, but now that they've mixed... When, the second they mixed The Rock into these movies <laughs> okay. is kind of where I stopped enjoying them. Like I, I think, like, Five? Fast, yeah, five, fast five, five was the first one. All right, but it was starting to be shitty at that point because <sighs> the reason being is, like you said, I think um, Vin Diesel has a specific... You know, he's he's been in a lot of action movies. Right. And it was amazing to see him in something that was strictly about cars and, like, an, an era and stuff like that. Right. And all of a sudden, the films went right back to this, like, default of, oh, he's now an action star that's going right. to put The Rock, of all people, a fucking giant Samoan man, <laughs> through a fucking Humvee. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I I just, he started losing me at that point. And even, <laughs> like I said, my dad being a big car guy, he was he would watch a couple of them with me when I was younger. But when he saw five, he was like, yeah, this is fucking stupid. He's it like, is. it's just becoming ridiculous. He's like, the cars can't physically do this in real life. Right. I think it's a film franchise that kind of went from realism to unfortunately submitted to computer right. graphics but you know and yeah I, I completely agree like the first one like you had um the first one was about like um paul walker's character oh yeah uh, brian you fucking got it. trying to find these thieves who are ripping off these semi-trucks and he discovers these are underground racers you so he, you know goes undercover does all these street races and it's like a rate it's a racing movie mm -hmm. with like a little subplot of okay this guy's undercover this is he's trying to find the people ripping off these trucks oh yeah but it was mainly a racing movie yeah and i, and exactly. I liked it i liked the first one um and the second one still a racing movie um the plot of that one i'll say number two out of the ones I've seen is my least favorite one. Oh yeah. I think a lot of people feel that way <laughs> until we get why. to Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you like that one better I like than the that second one. one yeah. Over it doesn't mean I think it's no, good. No, <laughs> no. Did you well, so you said you haven't seen you've seen all of them except eight, right? Correct. Okay, so you kind of see how Tokyo Drift it actually took place after six. Yeah. Yeah. That needed, funny enough, when I, I saw them all the way through probably about 2009, through the fourth one before they took obviously this long break until they made five. Yeah. And I remember my, that was in that time I had met my, my girlfriend now and she was a, such a big fan. She always tried to explain to me how that worked because I always saw Tokyo Drift as just this film that was just kind of you know plopped in there like fucking american pie has become <laughs> where you got one two three and then years later the reunion and interspersed yeah. in there you have american pie band camp american right. pie fucking naked mile american oh, pie I, I haven't even seen any of those <laughs> i've seen one two three and, re and reunion american pie i've got chlamydia <laughs> you know like they oh just they just throw anything in there so i had felt originally that you know 
Tokyo Drift or something like that because the characters I mean Vin Diesel was in it for maybe a two br- seconds. yeah two seconds at the end you see Han and you see what becomes uh, Owen or no Deckard Shaw and you know that sort of thing but well, it, Shaw it, wasn't in three I think it was it was he wasn't in like the cutscene at the end no. where they show Han dying that no. was later on okay okay that was later on I've that seen. was at the end of what was the one where they actually go to Tokyo I think that was seven. Yeah, yeah. So that was at the end of six. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Because then they're kind of looking for revenge, right. so to speak. Yeah, because and I believe at the end of six, like before that like cutscene after the credit, like Han's like finally like, oh, I'm going to go to Tokyo. Yeah, that's right. Because Giselle yeah. dies and he's all depressed about that because <laughs> she fell off a fucking airplane. <laughs> Wait, is it Giselle? <laughs> it's Giselle. I think so. Yeah, it's Giselle. Oh, okay. I can't sure. remember the actress. She played Wonder Gil Woman. Gadot. Yeah, yeah. Her name's Giselle, but she. Uh, Sorry, she f- when you say Giselle, it just remind makes me think Zootopia. <laughs> oh, okay. Because one of the <laughs> animals is named Giselle. Well, that's she's okay. like a pop star. <laughs> I was hoping is she a gazelle? <laughs> yes, she is. Oh, thank God! That just made my day. <laughs> made this whole trip worth it. No. Perfect. <laughs> well, like you had to drive hours to yeah, get here. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> All across Brookfield. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, she. she she dies in that sixth one. Yeah, you're right. And then Han goes to yeah, Hong Kong, so, yeah, Tokyo, um, and all that shit. But yeah, going. Let's let's try to stay on track here. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. That's <laughs> no, okay. So you know, going back to one, I, I thought the movie had um, a great uh, timeline. It yeah. had a great storyline. Everything uh, became was gradually done, um, and it was organic. Sure, and I and I feel that was the one of the best edited ones. Yes, I could agree totally, yeah, totally. And then we get to two, and it just two seemed really forced. Yeah, you know? it, I, it seemed like it seemed like they were trying to churn out a sequel, maybe yeah, too fast. That might definitely. have been it. You know, because obviously no Vin Diesel, no uh, Letty, yep. no anyone else. It was just Brian, and then they introduced. Tyrese? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Uh Ah, Jesus. Rome. Roman Rome. Pierce. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, Rome. Yeah. And they introduced Tej too. Yeah, Luda that's for Yeah. Yeah. Luda. And look how um, fast uh, Ja Rule fell off. His <laughs> 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 claim to fame is just Monica. <laughs> Monica. <laughs> oh Jesus. I forgot about Monica. You didn't win. <laughs> you didn't win. <laughs> that's it. I think that was it. He's always like, fuck you then. That's it. <laughs> But yeah, they introduced those guys. But I, I see what you mean, definitely. Um, I think what the issue is like, like you said, it's it's got racing, it's got this kind of subplot, and it's got a lot of emotion built into it that yeah. had some like grounds to it. And the second one was like, okay, well, let's see, how do we remind everybody that Brian probably got fired for you know right. letting letting Dom Toretto go, mm-hmm. you know those sorts of things, and how we're not going to see him again until the fourth film. <clears throat> but. Right. I think it it started, yeah, it was just a really forced second film. Uh, There's some funny parts, you know, here and there, like lighthearted parts, and then there's some serious parts. But even so, like, you know, I I guess we're just led to believe, and I've always found this weird. Brian is really into Mia in the first one, and he's all, you know, like, he gets outed as a cop. But then in the second one, it's like, we don't really have an idea of how long it's been. We just know, oh, look at that. Now he's fraternizing with the FBI agent that, you know, is kind of working with whatever, um, I can never remember the bad guy's name, that, that like Cuban looking dude. But uh, can do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. can't remember his character name, but the Dude, bad I guy. Uh, like two is one I will avoid, like the plague. Yeah. Like I'll like I'll watch one if I see it on TV, and sure. then 
but like they never show my other favorite, which is four. Oh yeah, I know. And like, so I never see that on TV. Yep. And so like, really, if I see, turn it on and I see the first Fast and Furious, yeah, I'll keep it on. But everything else, I'll I will turn off. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's I feel you. <laughs> I had watched eight again just one time, and I was like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so yeah, the second one, yeah, it just seemed really forced. Like that yeah. whole scene where he's driving alongside the boat. Oh yeah. And he's like really you timed that jump perfectly to oh, where yeah. you would land on the boat. Yep. Bullshit. That might have <laughs> maybe the, you might have not liked it too cuz that might have been the start of some of those action things that are like okay, cars can't do this. Well, see, you know? 3 Tokyo Drift mm -hmm. didn't have shit like no, that. No, it didn't. And it's like that's what led me to believe when I first saw it. This is just like a this is just like filler between right. cuz I was like I don't like this is not anything like yeah, like what 2 was becoming and I'm like right. where the hell does this character come into play? and why right. the fuck are we in Tokyo? <laughs> all of a See, sudden we're I drifting think... RC cars down a fucking parking garage. <laughs> right, and I, I think 3 was more interesting to me because you added this whole nuanced thing of drift races. Sure, yeah. And it didn't have any of that stupid shit like jumping onto a fucking yacht with your exactly. Mustang or whatever it exactly. was. You didn't have that stupid shit, and mm -hmm. I think that's why I like 3 over 2, not saying it's good, but I honestly think it feels so removed from mm -hmm. what Fast and the Furious is. Yeah. If they would have just called the movie Tokyo Drift <laughs> and just you like know. had it nothing to do with Fast and the Furious. It would have been think, a thing. I think it would have been cooler. I think what they should have done was do exactly that and then <laughs> still work it into the sea. Because then you'd be like, what? They're connected. What? Mind oh, my God. Blown. The Illuminati is real. <laughs> like those sorts of things, you know. Right. But, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I thought I, I think I think a lot of Tokyo Drift caught a lot of stigma because of that like oh it's it's a piece of shit because it's like because <laughs> right. vin diesel isn't talking about family through most of it right. <laughs> but uh i think it was great i agree i thought it was a pretty good pretty good little interjection yeah. that, that gave us like, some new kind of franchise you know yeah and it's and it's one of those movies it's tokyo drift is one of those movies like i'll I'll get a wild hair up my ass and I'll like once every 10 years and be like, yeah, I'll fucking watch Tokyo Drift. And then after I'm done watching, I'm like, I'm, I'm so good. I don't need to see this movie ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can honestly probably say I've probably seen it three times. Maybe. Right. And, and honestly, it's because like, it's, it's good and all, but I'm like, well, it's, it, I don't need to watch it over and over. And they obviously don't need to play it over and over again. Like the, right. the latter ones, because people give a shit and they probably wouldn't own it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. But, I mean, yeah, yeah obviously you, that brought back the return of Vin Diesel um, for two seconds, and it kind of connected it to number four. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, four, like I said, is one of my favorites yeah, because, yeah. like, the first thing you see in four is that they're ripping off trucks again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like but things this, have never changed. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, oh, awesome. This is back now. You got it. And uh, But instead of, like, ripping off, like, DVD players and, you know, portable tvs and shit like that they're ripping off gasoline <laughs> oh yeah that's right that's true that's true but I, and like letty's on top of the fucking tanker like strapped yeah. in i was like oh shit this is serious well and see that was kind of even in the weirdest ways i kind of got a double standard going but like that that is technically kind of cool that intro where it's like the only the only not cool parts i think i've found about the ones that have passed up like five and on are the fact that like how perfect shit ends for right. certain things like 
like that is what I think is more maybe for my generation I see as not being I'm not connecting with the reality of how physics works right <laughs> um, my dad's generation for example might look at it like okay well cars can't do XYZ well we look at it like yeah okay you're fucking like derailing a, a gasoline tanker you know like right. and, and that son of a bitch is gonna blow up way soon like you're gonna die right. <laughs> like no questions asked you will fucking die if you did what she she did but right. she didn't and it's like just perfectly in the right time Dom's doing a fucking you know burnout and she's uh -huh. grabbing the tailpipe or something right, like that yeah. <laughs> her arms don't dislocate or anything right. so you know it, it kind of like starts moving towards it but that intro is like I thought it was still pretty cool it was still I, I don't cool. know what it was about I mean, it but I liked it there even in the first one there was shit that like that would never happen like, yeah absolutely yeah you know like the scene where cars are driving under the trailer trailers yes. don't go that high exactly like, for a car to go underneath yeah, it just doesn't work your car your your side panels and shit would be scraping the fucking pavement <laughs> right. if you were that low <laughs> right. you'd be dragging it like one of those kind of you know you know the type of trucks oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't have to elaborate on those mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so yeah i see that and so yeah and number four you know um so you have that cool intro and that and i think they did that on purpose to make it to make you think like hey man we're going back to our roots now and i'm yeah. like fuck yeah and then the next scene, you know, after Dom, like, kind of leaves, mm -hmm. that, that was one thing I'm like, there's no reason why he's leaving. Right. He's just, just like, leaving for he's no reason. fucking over it, I guess. <laughs> right. He's like, oh, the cops are after me. It's like, dude, the cops have been after you for yeah. eight years now. You're What's allegedly changed? the fucking most wanted man in the, in the entire world. And it's been like this forever. Yeah. What's changed? Exactly. <laughs> you know? It's like all of a sudden he lost his spine or something right. like that. So, yeah, fuck it. Right. So he, he leaves Letty, and then it goes, like, uh, I think it was, like, a couple years later or something, and then it, yeah. you see Brian fucking chasing down a dude. Yep. And it's like, oh, shit, Brian's back. To in the FBI now, yeah. Which yeah. that was in the first one, he wasn't with the FBI. Was no, he, he was no. just with the cops. He was the cops. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, they were working with the FBI. Okay. On trying to stop, they wanted to stop it because. Um, they had him undercover, and they wanted to stop this because the truck drivers were starting to arm themselves yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. like, blow away the assholes that were driving, you know, fucking Subies and whatever, trying right. to trying to take it from, you know, take, yeah, DVD players. Oh, what a what a fantastic technology. Maybe a Walkman or two. Right. <laughs> um, those go for big dollars, you know. Right, they do. They had some longevity to them. Uh, but anyways, he he's trying to stop them from that, and then he gets tired. You know, he's been investigating Toretto's grocery store. That's kind of how they all— Okay. Tie him together. But yeah, so yeah. yeah, but he wasn't with the FBI in the first nope, one. So nope. now he's fully fledged within the FBI. Yeah, because unfortunately, two, the one you hit, like, that's how he gets back in. <laughs> right. Because he kind of gets redeemed, you know, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So yeah, that was, that was fucking... That I mean, that whole sequence of events was really cool. Yeah, Mia's still in the states. Yep, and that's he, true. Contact he contacts, uh, he gets in contact back with Mia because of the death of Letty. Right. Which, I mean. Whatever, we'll get back to that later. Sure. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so yeah, and then you know, Mia somehow gets in contact with Dom, lets right. Dom know, and now Dom's coming back to the states. Exactly. To find out what happened to Letty, and while Brian is investigating this, uh, was drug traffic like drug smuggling? Yeah, I believe I, it was drug smuggling. Yeah, at that point, it's yeah. like Dom's not. I think that that's true too. Like the turning point in this franchise is a little bit in that film too, the number four, because oh yeah, it Dom's. Not really, like they're not really involved in what 
Brian's trying to break up at this point. It's kind of like a double, like double story going on. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's trying to figure out like who killed Letty, and I think starting to unveil that maybe it's all tied together. That you yep. know, and and in the meantime, he's got this love issue with Mia. You know, that was left yeah. unresolved. Which again, I think going back to a very good point you had about the number two is like exactly that's why it felt forced he didn't mm-hmm. seem to give a fuck about the fact that <laughs> you know he was basically ready to marry this chick right <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like eh, fuck it i'm just gonna make out with this like fbi you know latino girl and just get all crazy with her oh yeah ava man does yeah that's right yep. you got it she was she was working with you know the fbi and mm-hmm. so yeah so four kind of redeemed all that for me too because it's like all of a sudden okay i feel like we didn't maybe need number two we just right. needed maybe maybe a little end scene in number one that showed Brian meeting Tej and all the shit that mm-hmm. was an hour and a half long in number <laughs> number two, you know? So, yeah, it's kind of like two stories going on at once, but Dom, for the first time, I was starting to see, like, they actually work like a team rather than, like, he's chasing Dom down and trying not to lie to him, <laughs> but right. lie to him and all that shit, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, I th- and four was so, was, that one was just called Fast and Furious, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And four, like I said, brought back the racing portion. Like there was a whole race to find out like who was going to be chosen to smuggle to do right. these drug smuggling runs. And yep. so you have all these fucking street races. And instead of be- it being on a closed street, you're actually driving on a public fucking platform. Oh, yeah. and I'm like, oh shit, this is going to get good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was really. It was just. It was just an altogether good movie. Oh yeah, yeah. And, I really get into that sort of thing. I mean, I think I'm just a nerd for. Like, I like music, I like a lot of things, but I, I think the reason I like the film is because, yeah, it, it's kind of bringing cars to our generation in a way that I think our generation understands automobiles, you know, yeah. like that sort of thing. And, I, and you know, what's I'm not that big of a car guy, but, you know, our buddy TJ, yeah. like, he, he loves cars. Oh, yeah. And when I watched this movie with him, he was like, dude, that's like uh, a... Dodge Challenger 19 yep. blah 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 and he's like oh shit it has a blah 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 engine I'm like how do you know that like a big block <laughs> yeah <laughs> a and blower like, on top that you can't even see around right. and it's technically illegal in our state but yeah <laughs> I'm like how do you know this man and he, and but like you know to a car guy seeing the like the classic muscle that Vin, uh, Yo, Vin yeah. Diesel drives like <clears throat> that shit was like serious to a lot of people and tj was like dude they went all out for this movie oh yeah and uh, and i was like fuck yeah they did i guess the franchise is surprisingly decently expensive to make too i can't remember how much it costs to make those like i think the there was a talk about you know i hate to say it like for seven or eight like how much that costs but you gotta start factoring in like computer imaging you know computer graphics all yeah. that cgi shit <laughs> like i mean that might be a portion of the budget but yeah like tj said i couldn't disagree or i couldn't agree more like it's it's yeah they went all out in making at least in the first one especially i have mega respect for that again the realism to like cars for our generation at least our generation being ones that graduated from like 2005 to 2009 right (laughs) you know it's like that was very real to us if we were interested in cars it was like street races were a little more they portray it in the way it's more high stakes right even if this is a you know a a fictional movie and you know that sort of thing it's like well we got highway 100 here in wisconsin (laughs) right we got right and kids that get into that sort of thing it's (laughs) like well that's what you know they they know like okay well the laws are a lot different than like the 70s when guys would race their cars they would take it to union grove or you know something like that it's like now it's like no they want they want the thrill of like okay let's race across three county lines you know three (laughs) three police districts because they can't fucking pull me over you know that sort of thing so 
and also not even just the classic cars they did that they did that with modern cars too yeah. like in the first one you had the Toyota Supra yep and uh with all the upgrades that they did and then in I can't remember the cars from 2 or 3 but uh oh. in 4 you know uh Brian is driving a fucking uh uh nissan skyline yes yeah, yeah. That, that became his like calling his card. signature yeah. yeah the skyline which is now called the gtr if i'm not mistaken i think so yeah yeah but I'm yeah not, yeah he was uh and my girlfriend will say this too he, he's always the import guy <laughs> right in the film. yeah he's the import and in number eight there is a new guy that i told and we can get more on this when we get past number five right. and start talking about how shitty they've become yeah. in some ways but i had just turned to, to ann my girlfriend and i'd said okay i think this is our new import guy now that unfortunately <laughs> paul walker passed away yeah. you know that sort of thing so uh more on that in a bit but right. yeah he yeah that that nissan um but what else the in the first one that guy not to sidebar too much he had a i think it was a jetta or something it kind of looked like a oh yeah box. yeah yeah that, the, like jesse was the one guy, yeah. yeah he's like this fool's running the Honda 2000 <laughs> like, and he's raising his dad's Jetta and then he loses it right <laughs> against Johnny Tran that was Johnny Tran <laughs> yes where are they Ted where are they <laughs> he's spraying oil in the guy's face and shit uh, where are my engines yeah <laughs> <laughs> disrespected my whole family <laughs> And by that, he means, like, his dad turned and slapped him, and that was it. <laughs> oh, right. my God. Uh, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so four was good. Yeah. And oh, yeah. from four, I had hope for five. Yeah. Which quickly went away when I saw five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so from five on, it's like they still try to give you a sense of, oh, they're street racing, yeah. which is them just standing next to their cars when street races are street racing is happening. Exactly. But they never fucking do it. <laughs> no, no, they don't. <laughs> and that is where we meet The Rock. The we Rock. Meet the du Luke Dwayne, Hobbs. <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Jansen. And I will give it to him. I'm not going to lie like i watch the ones from five on because now they've become a novelty item unfortunately yeah and because it, he's funny kind of in them with his like like i guess alpha male ass. yeah he's in five he's very military and as they go yeah. on he's got like these sprinkles of military talk with him but he's not really like a military guy anymore and right. he's kind of gotten in trouble and he's going over to the dark side and all this stuff but five is when the really stupid shit started happening yes. like we were talking about like with two like, you got it. And, like, when they're t just dragging along this huge-ass bank vault. Yeah, that one, that just was ridiculous that to was me. That was so yeah, dumb. Absolutely ridiculous. And also the fact that— And it's, like, the, the thing that I find so stupid about it, like— Sure, you could possibly do it, but like it would not be flipping in the air like it's no. made of fucking styrofoam, and it's like <laughs> and a fucking Dodge Challenger <laughs> made in what year was that? It would have been 2013 or something well, like that. It was attached to three of them, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't know that Dodge has that kind of horse. I mean, I guess if it was a Hellcat, <laughs> right? But even the Hellcat is not like I I just. Just weighing out again. That's like us connecting to real things in life, like physics-wise. Like real cars cannot pull what is presumably a 
like bomb proof <laughs> fucking vault in the middle of Los Angeles. No, not <laughs> like it's impossible. <laughs> was it? I thought it was Mexico. Um, they were in Mexico in parts of it. I think because Dom's cousin or you know uh, Vince yeah, was living yeah. like had fl- flown away there or something like okay. that. But um, they ended up back in L.A. I'm trying to think. I think this is where I can't remember. Again, this is where I get fuzzy because they're not that great. But no. I can't remember what movie Mr. Nobody started coming into play. That like older guy. Um, but he might have been the reason they were ripping off this this bank vault. Okay. But Hobbs was the one primarily chasing them at that point right. instead of you know brian o'connor <laughs> right and yeah it was just so it's so dumb yeah. i don't i don't know yeah there's almost not words for how stupid that that yeah. film was unfortunately yeah and like it, like they went away from the racing thing and they it, it like you said earlier it became an action franchise yeah. oh, instead yeah. of a racing franchise and that was kind of the turning point for me with vin diesel as an actor in those films because like like you said he's always in these action films yeah he he was in them during the phase where Fast and Furious started coming out. Right. And all of a sudden it was, oh my God, he's a, he's a, you know, a muscly car guy. And right. he's, you know, kind of a badass in a different way. But all of a sudden they bring the rock in and it was almost to some degree, I felt like it was becoming, okay, those two muscle heads are going to compete. <laughs> right. Be- because it's like, oh, now we got a bigger dude than Vin Diesel in the movie. So now it's got to be an action film because right. we got too much testosterone. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not enough story. <laughs> Yeah, man, it was, it, it got bad. Yeah. It got really bad. Really and, fast. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I don't know why they were robbing the bank at five. I, uh, that one and number six, I are the ones that I, I can't remember the storyline as well anymore because right. I haven't seen them very much. Six, I, I only remember like, one scene and that's the ending. The airplane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was because at that point we're looking at, holy shit, they're, you know, like this, pulling down in a fucking Boeing. This <laughs> runway to this fucking airplane is apparently 80 miles long. I know like, that <laughs> was, I'm so glad I'm just applause right there. If you can't hear it i'm glad somebody else has said that in my life (laughs) hold on i got you bro congrats (laughs) yeah i agree it was uh it was just atrocious like i don't i don't know i don't remember the story in that one i don't remember bits and pieces i know giselle sorry guys dies oh okay hold on i know uh shaw shaw was in sex yes yeah I think it was Owen Shaw, his, Owen his brother, Shaw. yeah. And, yeah, they had, I think, did they, were? yeah, they were, The Rock recruited them to bring down Shaw. Yes, there you go, that was it. Cause, okay, cause we Because his brother, who is Jason Statham, who I personally find awesome as a martial art, you know, mm-hmm. guy, um, I think then he gets built into number seven because he's chasing them down for, mm-hmm. that's why Han dies, all that shit, because he's trying they to pick Shaw, up. You got yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. There we so. go. We figured that one out. Yeah, that was, a, that was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all we need. That, everybody listening, that's all you need to know about that film, right. so don't even worry about it. I mean. The runway to the airplane is 80 yeah. miles long. Pat, you should use some of my, my business's video skills and we'll make a, a five, in five minutes version <laughs> or in five seconds, much like. Right. The Lion King in five seconds. <laughs> oh yeah, those videos are great. Yeah. I love those videos. So that's the prime. That's a prime Fast and Furious one. We'll just make Fast Six or whatever. It was <laughs> too fast, too Wait, terrible. Which one was Ronda Rousey in? Was that seven? That was seven. Okay. And I do remember that one more because that was the one. The reason I'll admittedly, you know, I guess bringing this to real life. The reason I even remember that one is because Brian, or you know, because Paul Walker passed away during the during making of it. Time, yeah. So it was interesting to see how his brother filled in for him and how 
you could almost, with some help from our friends at Computer Graphics right. Imaging. Well, they spent you know, a can, lot of money trying oh, yeah. superimposing his face yeah. on the scenes. Because if you ever seen pictures, like they look alike, but you can tell that they're not the same guy. Right. And for not being twins, they look a lot like twins, but not. Yeah. You can still tell it's not Brian O'Connor's. So right. I do remember that one better. But it was like I said, it was almost becoming a novelty, and then it was becoming like a. Yeah, I think fan bases around were starting to go, okay, now it's like we feel like family too because he died and everyone's sad, you know, and it's like it became more about that than it became about the film, I think, unfortunately, and it came about finishing it. But they're right. going up to 10, I think, unfortunately. So Are they really? I know they're making nine, and I would feel silly <sighs> if they literally just stopped at nine. It's becoming Transformers, dude. I just I don't want another fucking movie. No, like, absolutely. I don't. <laughs> at some point, it's just got to become like – like I said, you, you you make that transition in a, to novel. Then it's like right. then, then you might as well just like make a like whole franchise of products around it, like sell toys and all this shit. And like and the, like Transformers started as toys. Am I right? Like I, I, I could mean, have sworn like anime was, cartoon anime show, cartoon. Yeah. yeah, it's like the films weren't obviously for any younger generation coming up. That yeah, might not know. Nostalgic. You know. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of like Fast and Furious started in the opposite direction. They started as films, and now it's becoming you know it's becoming a brand. Yeah, yeah, it's becoming a brand, exactly, yeah. to the point where they might as well just make toys and all kinds of shit and stop I'm sure the films. They do. Oh, they do. It should just be their main thing. Now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I so. mean, it's, it's like I don't, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm getting very sick. Like, if when they went back to four, I had hope. Yeah. Five started crushing that hope. <laughs> Six. Six just totally <laughs> obliterated that hope. Seven, like... Be- became this, like, really sad, like... <laughs> right. You're just it, watching it, like, uh, out of spite or something like that. And it sounded like that. <laughs> right. Exactly. It did. It did. I don't know why that happened. That was that was the Fast and Furious gods going, guess what? <laughs> Number 11 is going to be on the way one day. <laughs> uh, actually, guys, we will be right back, and we will talk more about 7, but I do have to do a quick pause here. Thanks. Okay, and we are back, folks. So, sorry about that. Um, That's all good. So, we have to go back to 7. Yeah. All right, so 7. Uh, obviously, we already discussed uh, Paul Walker died during the filming of this one. Yep. Um, this one got even more fucking ridiculous. Yes. And uh, it makes me shudder. The ridiculous end is, uh, I think we knew it was going to be ridiculous, or it, it's just un, it's just a given that it's ridiculous when YouTube and college humor and all those things mm-hmm. are making spoofs of if Fast and Furious were real about mostly the stunts from Seven. Right. Like cars <laughs> trying to parachute out of a fucking airplane at 30,000 feet. Oh, man. I think those that's like the cartoon series, right? Yes. Okay. That, well, college humor did like it, yeah. Uh, like, the one where uh, Letty goes up to Ronda Rousey, and she's like, oh, World world fighting champion ronda rousey <laughs> yep exactly and she just pins her down and turns her face in the hamburger meat basically. basically okay we're gonna we're gonna drive this car from this building into that other building as a family <laughs> and then they just go straight out the window and straight right. down but it's yeah exactly so we were we were starting to hit uh, and like i said it, it became kind of like watching it because it's sad in some ways admittedly but i think it was like they had to outdo themselves at that point yeah it was like did. how else can we fucking do something cool because we pulled an airplane out of the sky last time right so now we're gonna make peace with the airplanes <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we're just gonna parachute out of them with automobiles 
Um, I'm fairly certain that if you parachuted out of a 747 at the cruising altitude of 35,000 feet, um, you would fucking get, get the bends or like oh, the yeah, reverse yeah. of the bends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless your car was pressurized or something right, like that, which so probably dumb. would blow the shit out of your NOS tanks <laughs> like that they got to have in those cars for whatever reason. <laughs> but, you know, if I were Roman Pierce, I would be fucking slamming on the brakes too in that yeah. one. Like, fuck those guys. What? But Seven, oh my God. And like, Seven is literally just a revenge movie. Yes. That's all it is. You know, they, you know, Shaw, Jason Statham killed Han. Yes. And, you know, they're just like, and more, it's more family. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> And they add to the family with the computer hacker chick. Yeah, they did. And the fact that Letty doesn't remember. Wait, computer Dom. hacker chick. Yeah, she's the uh, the one girl, really curly hair, really slender. She, her and Tej are kind of like in love a little bit, or like her, Tej and Roman are kind of. Oh, you know, okay. I know who you're talking about. Yes, as comic yes, yes, relief. Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, they're in India in that way. They go oh. to they go to like Dubai or some shit, yep. I think. But that's where the whole fucking building thing yes. happened. Yeah. Dubai. Where yeah. they drive between the buildings. That's so dumb. Cars don't fly, Dom. Cars don't fly. <laughs> um And also that was the only I think that was the only time I could tell that Paul Walker's face was CGI'd on there. Oh yeah. When he was like jumping and he was like, Oh shit. That's the only time yeah. I could like tell, like, okay, that was computer graphically right. done. Yeah. But like at the end, when you know they're saying their final goodbye. Yeah. Like that was done super well. Oh yeah. That was not a dry eye in the house. No. And I personally yeah, I was sad watching it too, because I was thinking, you know, maybe the reality is like well, yeah, he, he passed away. It's really sad, and this is kind of a nice homage to him. But, you know, it's like that when that's like the best part of the movie, that's even worse because it's like it's become that's why I said it kind of became a memorial movie. It's yeah. not even about like I thought they were just done after that film. I was like, it they got to be been. done. Like, there can't possibly be more story to this. So and then there was eight. <laughs> so, okay, for eight, can you explain? Do they explain uh, Brian's absence of, from the movie? Oh, yeah. Let me explain that to you. <laughs> Please do. I'm going to do this for your listeners in a very theoretic or thematic. Well, you're doing, thematic. This, you're doing this for me because I haven't well, seen yeah. it yet. Yeah. And I'm going to, everybody that's listening to you is going to enjoy this. <laughs> and you got to hang on tight because this is a, this is a is screamer. Is it gripping? This is gripping. Okay. So we've got this computer hacker that is like the hacker of all hackers, Charlize Theron. That, that Char Charlene Theron, as my dad's <laughs> listening. Um, she's just somehow manages to intercept Dom and, and Letty when they're on this sort of honeymoon, I guess, in in Cuba. or I, I don't even, I think it's Cuba. Brazil. I don't know, whatever, fucking some country that they can't I get. I thought they were always in Brazil. He wanted to like go to Mexico, I think, okay. after the first one, and then they they kind of did that, you know. And one of but, anyways, they get intercepted by this chick, and he's all of a sudden just inexplicably and without like the most stoic face. They're doing this like kind of borderline illegal job with Hobbs, who has retired from yeah. the you know for, and. Hobbs is like, okay, we just got to do this one thing and blah, 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 and it'll, for the sake of national security and yada, yada, whatever, all this shit nobody understands. And <laughs> they, Dom basically double crosses them and they don't know why. You know, it's like, oh, because he's, she, obviously this hacker is holding something over his head because she intercepted him in Q and all of a sudden he's working with her. So, she, you know, they're trying to just find him with the the eye in the sky or the eye, God's eye or whatever the fuck they were using in Seven. And, okay, yeah. And they... All of a sudden, the the ping of where Dom is is all over the place, right to where this like hidden spot that Mister Nobody has them in. And all of a sudden, this grenade goes off, and they, it's like a concussion grenade. And Dom and that chick are there and clearly working together, the hacker. And so once that subsides, 
here's how we are resolved as to why Brian and Mia are not in this film. <clears throat> they are sitting there, and Letty is sad, very remorse. She's like, I just, I don't know what's, I, that's not Dom. That wasn't Dom. And, and wasn't, all of a, I like that little accent you threw in yep, there. And, and all of a sudden you hear Roman, not on camera, go, Brian would know what to do. And she's like, no, we promised we wouldn't bring Mia and Brian into this. And, Rome, <laughs> and Roman goes, I know. And that's it. <laughs> the end. That's it. <laughs> Exit stage left <laughs> for Brian and Mia, and we're never gonna see them again. <laughs> that was so. It was like two lines. Yes, they didn't it was explain literally where they were. Yeah, it was. We promised we wouldn't. I mean, I guess it's just it's just like one of those things that once like five and on came out, we're just like supposed to just assume that <laughs> because we're such diehard fans. Okay, well we know what really happened in real life, but maybe it's because they have kids now or something, okay. or you know, like we're just left to assume that. Because in seven, you see that they have children, you know, and, you know, me and Brian are married, they have kids, and I guess we're just left to assume that that's why they're not going to incorporate them into this, like, Dom double-crossing everyone. <laughs> I fucking don't know. <laughs> I just know that that is how it's resolved. It's a simple, I know. <laughs> that and, was so, okay, that's dumb. Yeah. That's really dumb. Truth be told, I mean, and maybe I'm just being way too, like, deep about films. <laughs> but No, that's fine. Dude. I really wish they, truth be told, would have unfortunately killed off Brian O'Connor's character because yeah. we wouldn't have it would actually have probably made this rest of the series like even more dramatic. Yeah, thank you Star Wars episode 8. You could have just killed off Leia, but no. <laughs> you got to find a way you to have write to find them a out. way to write her and, out of 9. And I'm I'm sorry if I'm not the most politically correct person that's ever been on your show, but oh, dude, I'm uh, so much worse than you. I, I guess that's the reality is like I think that Hollywood kind of tries to like it's like they they see that as disrespectful, but I'm like, I don't know, but, but it's we, not. we know, like, we're all mourning the fact that an actor that we all love died. If we were to say, like, you know, a tragedy happened, we don't have to show it. We can just say, like, you know, you know, he, he, something happened, you know, or something like leave some drama in there, like that. But instead, we're like, we promised we wouldn't bring him into this. Like, like they're like texting him, like, hey, Dom double crossed us. You want in? <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, son. <laughs> Smiley nah, face, son. eggplant. <laughs> I'm, I'm potty training my kid. Yeah, not a good time. <laughs> drooly smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> we're on vacation in jamaica <laughs> christmas tree <laughs> but you know it's like I, I think either that or they didn't have to kill him off maybe but like just some better way of writing him out of it because right. it's like we didn't we, we know what happened but giving him a little homage at the end of seven isn't enough to clarify that hey we're gonna never like be it together again to, it you know, needs like, to make sense in the story right exactly so that's kind of the most i'll really need to tell you about eight because if you plan on watching it you're gonna I don't you don't no. Do you want a couple more highlight reels? Go for it. Um, all of a sudden, they're working with Deckard Shaw because... I think I saw that from the trailer. Yeah, Hobbs like and him. him got bro him and Hobbs got broken out of prison. Yeah, by okay. Mr. Nobody. Okay. But is they, Mr. Nobody Charlie Starin? Um, no, he's he's this older guy. I can't remember the he look, he looks kind of like Robert Hershevac, <laughs> like <laughs> the actor. I can't okay. think of his name. If you look it up, you'll know. But but I don't know what else he's been in like recently or anything for that matter. But uh, I'm just gonna Google Mr. Nobody real quick. Yeah, you'll see him right away. And um, well, Mr. Nobody is a is a film. Well, yeah, yeah. I, it's it's not nearly as cool. <laughs> Nobody fast. Fast and furious. Okay. And I well, can't for the life of me think of his name. Oh, this guy, Kurt yeah. Russell. 
Yes, there okay. you go. Yeah, I okay. thought it was like a household name, and I'm like, I fucking can't Kurt remember. Kurt Russell, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is just, yeah, he's just this millionaire. I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't think they've ever clarified, like, what the fuck he even does. He was in Seven, wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah, was, yeah, he yeah. was okay. introduced in Seven, I think. But he, they never really clarify what the fuck he even does no, in the films, they, like, they or why he's helping them, or why. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to all come together in number 10 eventually. <laughs> or, you know, we'll have we'll turn it up to 11. <laughs> Fast and Furious, Spinal Tap. <laughs> Faster and furiouser. Yeah, the fastest of all fastness. <laughs> the fastest of the furious. <laughs> so, but don't be fooled. Like Hobbs and Deckard don't like each other. And but what we can't understand, and 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 myself, my girlfriend, myself, um, we can't understand that why they're actually making the issue more like oh Hobbs and him hate each other why doesn't like fucking everyone else Letty all them hate him they killed Han he killed Han for Christ's sake (laughs) and at the end of the film they're all having fucking dinner on the roof like together (laughs) not even kidding you like because family oh yeah and and family this is why I was kind of hoping eight maybe is it like eight was enough as they say (laughs) um because Dom has a child now Wait, what? Dom, Letty was pregnant? No, Letty is not pregnant. It was that chick in number five. When when he doesn't, when Letty's apparently dead after four, you know, and Dom gets arrested. Remember at the end, he kind of gives himself up of at the end of four, and he's on that bus going in the middle of the desert. It's kind of like it's the it's the merging between four and five because in five they break him out of that bus, you know that sort of thing. Um, but well, at any rate, it was that chick, that FBI chick that he was sleeping with. She had an accent. I can't again. Oh, you know. uh, Hobbs's partner. Yes, Hobbs's partner. Wait, he, they, so she had a kid? Yeah, and we don't find this out until until eight, and it turns out to be it's what Dom's. What the fuck? No. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, I'm definitely not watching this movie. Yeah, now. yeah, it's it's fucking it's they've crammed so much, <laughs> in. And, and you want to talk about unrealistic outside of like how cars function? We've gotten so far beyond cars. Hobbs fucking pushes a goddamn like nuclear warhead with his foot. Like no <laughs> no regard for the fact that you might you know be affected. And this fucker explodes under ice in the middle of fucking Greenland, and it's like they're like. They all like pull cars around Dom to protect him at the end. It's like, are you fucking serious? Like, these aren't tanks. <laughs> like, like I just remember the trailer for eight, and I see like fucking Lamborghinis attached to parachutes and yeah. all this stupid bullshit. And well, yeah, like this tank as well. Well, exactly. You know, the FBI getting worked back into it. Like, oh, they're gonna let him have the pick of the litter of their like condemned cars that they can. And fucking Rome is always like, oh, I want a Lambo, and right. it's like not not considering that high profile tires are fucking disastrous on snow. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, what a shocker! We're going to fucking Greenland. <laughs> like, why? What? I, whatever. All that aside, um, yeah, he's got a child, and that's kind of what but Cipher that, is holding over him. Is like, was there like a flashback? Was it better explained? Well, because to me, the way you're making it sound, it's like they're just like, hmm. I think what family drama can we produce? Right, right. I think it was in. <laughs> Six, it, yeah, it was in six that Letty didn't remember him that well or something. Remember when they yeah, found yeah, out she yeah. wasn't six, dead? Six was the film when she was like back, back. Yeah, and then she didn't like Fucking remember, remember him because they yeah. she had amnesia. That's right. Okay, so in that one, you re, you might remember, you might not remember, but right. <laughs> in the beginning, he's with Hobbs's 
assistant or like partner okay, or whatever. Okay, so they were actually together. They were together. Okay. And then they she leaves she leaves because she's like Letty's back. I would have left if my husband would have been. But and they like right. mutually split, and that's all we know for like all that and all of seven. Then oh, here's and eight, then eight, and it's like oh, oh you have, have a, a child, yeah, with her. And <laughs> did he know about it? No, he didn't. That's why when this when this hacker picked him up in Cuba, and all of a sudden he's working against them. We don't know why until oh, all of a sudden she must have like told him. Yeah, until okay. all of a sudden we see like this scene where she shows her and the kid behind like this plate glass in the airplane that she owns or whatever and like oh then, she's holding him prisoner yeah holding them prisoner oh, and so shit. he's not he can't explain to like his team like why he's helping you know cypher i think him cypher i always want to say cypher yeah, i was gonna say From, but uh, pokemon fucking, yeah like <laughs> this is a pokemon Cypher. yeah but anyways uh you know i'll just call her charlize from now on theron charlene <laughs> theron <laughs> so, so she's like holding this over his head okay. and basically you know it, it becomes this big thing you know and but ultimately she gets away and so that's why i'm like okay there's for sure a number nine and then they're all family again on the roof with all these people that with killed shaw. each other yeah with shaw <laughs> who's fucking murdered like somebody in every single one of their lives han giselle whatever, you know like i mean everyone hobbs hates him like they're all like sitting there and and when they're on the airplane towards the end and cypher has oh now, wait like, there's another airplane yes but Is they don't, it they don't like pull 80 miles long <laughs> not the runway okay <laughs> maybe that's why they took it all the way to green uh, greenland he's like well now we can just run a fucking like you know nuclear warhead under the ice right. for like a fucking country's length you know right. to make sure we cram enough action into that um so no when they're on her plane she ends up just jumping out with a parachute and that's all we see of her she's gone so we're like at this point we know there's gonna be a fucking number nine obviously at, at least. least and uh so Shaw is is rescuing Dom's child, but he's got to kill all these henchmen. So he's got ear like fucking headphones on the kid. He's like, it's gonna be a little bit noisy, yeah. (laughs) And and he's like, I'm fucking thirsty. And so he's kicking the shit out of these things, these these guys with the fucking baby carrier. And I swear to God, I know you're expecting a child. Your wife's expecting a child. Please do this one day. (laughs) Carry your child around (laughs) in a fucking or do it before you have the child. Just carry the carrier around. You know, like one of those like with a handle. Yeah. And try to just. Just like do Krav Maga while <laughs> doing, and and the baby is literally like, like hanging Wait, the out. The baby is in, in the, the thing, and he's kicking the shit out of these kids and not and throwing them out of the fuselage and all this shit and like closing the door. You know, you know, if you opened the door on an airplane, you'd all be fucked. Yeah, like somehow when he, immediately. Yeah, somehow when he does it, it shuts like a fucking elevator door, and it's like, okay, that was close one. Like, let's land this airplane now. Now I miraculously know that too. So at the end, when they're all on the roof and they're all family, it's like he's got he shows up with the fucking kid like. We don't know how long that's been, but clearly it's been a while. I'd be a little worried if, you know, I put, you know, my child in the hands of a fucking serial killer and right. um, a madman martial arts expert. And he shows up three days later at my fucking barbecue in Manhattan, like on a roof, like, oh, here's your kid, by the way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'd be like, I don't, I don't know how, I don't, I don't, I just don't, I can't, I don't know what to say about it, but that's all you need to it know, man. doesn't, like, it. It seems like the most disinteresting story ever. Absolutely. Like, it, maybe if it wasn't called Fast and Furious and it was called something completely separate. I think it was called Fate of the Furious. If it that's doesn't any matter. <laughs> it's still connected. Well, it's close. <laughs> well, it's worth a shot, Pat. I mean, it's kind of it's like three. Like, these movies don't feel like Fast and Furious movies. Right. I, I think that's the big part that you hit the nail on the head. It's like they're they're getting beyond what uh, again to to kind of like wrap this all up together in one package. Like my generation 
relates to Fast and the Furious and relates to it in the way that, okay, you've got, you know, Brian O'Connor driving a souped-up car, a souped-up import. You got Dom Toretto driving a 1978 Dodge Charger with a giant blower on it and stuff, and they're street racing fucking Ja Rule, who was in his prime at the time, (laughs) and some other fool. I don't know. Definitely not Suki or whoever it was in number two. (laughs) And Joaquin or whatever. But at any rate, we identify with that, and we're not really... I, I think they're kind of pandering to us not like oh we like action and computer right. graphics like no we liked we liked the fact that the cars were high tech a little bit and yeah. you know we had a throwback a little bit to the cars our parents grew up with but but that's what we liked about it and that's what we identified with and yeah. the, and the you know the movies set to a soundtrack of bands like trust company and new metal bands and stuff you know it's like that's our generation we don't need to be fucking pandered to about no. like action films like and computer graphics like maybe it's because we know that they're computerized that we don't give a fuck because it's not real so we're right. like i don't i can't picture this and i'm not into it because it's fucking not real <laughs> they're not doing no. shit anymore you know they're not so yeah. That's kind of my take on that. So besides not seeing any more Fast and the Furious movies, yes. what would you like to see from future Fast and the Furious movies? I would like to see them actually literally dial it all the way back to something as basic as you can possibly imagine because yep. and I'm going to bring a little bit of my background, and I, I know I didn't really talk about my career and background yeah, and stuff. give a brief give a brief uh, synopsis but to your listeners i run a multimedia business so i produce everything from tv commercials to you know observational cinema and that sort of thing but also graphics and web design lots of multimedia um whether it's digital or physical media and the reality that i realize in that and also in i've taught college too in these sorts of fields I've realized that we have a lot of noise and we have a lot of chaos nowadays with social media and all kinds of the the information era, as they call it. So I think that movies in Hollywood and a lot of things like that are starting to go, always trying to go the path of that. They're trying to, more is better, more is better. We got to soup this up. We got to make this cooler. We got to do this, spend millions instead of hundreds of thousands. If they dialed it back and made a real film where the story mattered far more than what kind of graphics we were going to use on it. I think Fast and Furious is the franchise that needs to happen. And yeah. <laughs> because it would be awesome because the kids coming up now that they're trying to harvest into their franchise to even milk two more movies in this series at any way, they would be fucking fascinated by it. You know, if you stuck a kid that was born in like 2006 but you know so he's about what like 12 or so now you stuck him at an nhra race like he'd shit his pants like right. you know <laughs> how how much power is coming out of those cars or even a nascar race you know mm-hmm. like so if there's a film about cars and street racing like it's time that they do a throwback basically to my generation i hate yeah. to say it like, just like a racing movie yeah exactly just like a racing movie i would love to see the story be really strong if they, even with the computer hacker villain and all that stuff it's like beat her with everything but technology you right. know because uh, right now technology is kind of like what they're relying on it's like no fuck that like we yeah. don't need to who cares like but on the flip side i guess the reality is like that's the only way they can create imagination maybe nowadays because we have google and we have all kinds of shit that we can fact check everything all the time that maybe the generations are trying to appeal to now don't see what i saw in the first one but i think that that would fix it to, in my opinion it would i mean fix that it. got really deep there yeah i and i agree with you like you know, I I can't think of a recent like racing movie that has come out. Like you you made a uh, comparison to I believe uh, fuck what movie did you compare it to? Like oh American Graffiti. American Graffiti. Yeah. Like you had American Graffiti. Uh, you had Days of Thunder. Yes. NASCAR racing. Yep. Um, you know, each generation has had like 
a signature racing type yeah. film. But I, I don't think we're I think Fast and the Furious is getting so far removed from that, like you said. Yeah. That younger generations like they wouldn't connect with like the original the right Fast and Furious. right and that's why it's tough for me because that's what if you want my opinion that's what i think would fix it or <laughs> what right. i would like to see maybe not fix it but to answer your question that's what i would like to see but i don't know if it's practical and maybe i'm just accepting that it's a relic of a time gone by like maybe right. it's just i'm accepting my own progression into entertainment and it's it's kind of like well things aren't the same as they were in 2002 and 2003 right that was coming up on 15 years ago so maybe oh, the geez, generations depressing. I know but maybe the, <laughs> to, to, to just kind of I guess think of it that way maybe the generations are just more appreciative of exactly how they're maybe we're just seeing it in a way that you know that was the turning point it's like okay we, what we liked about him is not popular anymore but I, I know, mean like, I, I guess but I mean even back then when the original the Fast and the Furious came out I'm like I've said I'm not a car guy no I, yeah I'm not yeah, yeah. like I, I give two shits if I'm in a race car. Like, I, I sure. don't go see NASCAR races. I don't watch sure. on TV. Yeah, but neither I mean, do I. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good fucking, like, racing movie. Yeah. Like, race, I think. It race, got you into it. Yeah, yeah. It got, you know, it got me interested. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't think it's an issue with this generation. I just think maybe this generation has become uh, too... Well, they're jaded, big time. Jaded, definitely. <laughs> but or desensitized. Yes, that's you know, the perfect they word. They need fucking huge explosions. They need yeah all this other bullshit. They just people can't stick with a good story right. nowadays. And I think that it makes me happy to hear that you appreciate that. It makes me sad that not many people do. I think that's kind of what I like my business to do when I'm yeah. producing a commercial. Is like. If we have to tell a story in 15 to 30 seconds or even 10, if it's the Marcus Theaters or something like that, where we're putting an advertisement for a business and that, they've oh, yeah. got a, I think a lot of my clients even being in corporate worlds and meshing cinematography into something like the corporate world and how they're going to tell their story. Yeah. They have an increasingly hard time just letting go and letting mm -hmm. me tell a story. And I end up always end up they end up doing it. They end up submitting. Yeah. <laughs> Submit to me. They they end up kind of giving in and letting me do it because obviously I do it for a living. But I can tell even that they're like, well, I need to cram all this extra shit in. I'm like, well, hate to say it, you know, Elon Musk doesn't need to have sexy women laying on Teslas because <laughs> the story is incredible. Oh yeah. You know, like for it, if we're talking cars today. Um, yeah. But so needless to say, you don't need that to no. tell a great story. No, and and like if you have a good story, that's all you need. One mm -hmm. of my one of my favorite movies and it's not like in a top 5 of mine, but like one of my favorite movies that have come out recently is literally one of the most non-action movies ever, and it's The Imitation Game. Oh, yeah. Fucking great movie. Sure. Incredible story. It is a it is a historical movie based off true events. Um, of the story of Alan Turing, but I mean, okay, yeah. Jesus Christ, that movie was so, the story was so engaging. Oh yeah. But like, if you're in it for the action, you will fall asleep within the first 15 minutes. It is so right. like non-action, but yeah. I mean, that's, I that's the thing. That's the generations coming up, you know, like, and I, I just think I can always see that comparison to, to digital techniques and yeah. stuff. I mean, it's just the reality we have. 
we Google everything. We, you know, they have video games that tell good stories, you know, and, well, yeah. and they're full of action. And they're interactive. And they're you know? interactive, yeah. exactly. So I think that I think that Hollywood may be struggling a bit with, like, movies aren't necessarily interactive. Like, when we were upstairs and we were watching a 3D TV, yeah. that is their, that is, like, the cinema's attempt at being a little bit more interactive, you know, or even 3D video that we have nowadays. I mean, yeah. that's about as interactive as it's letting you be at this point, short mm-hmm. of virtual reality, I guess, and artificial yeah, VR intelligence. Yeah, coming up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know one of my colleagues that I work on a lot of web-based stuff with, he's in the AI space. And it's like, okay, well, this is where interactivity is coming. But how do you mesh that with Hollywood and film? You know, it's like, how do you how do you yeah. put somebody in that? You know, pretty soon that's going to be the thing. It's going to be, how do we put you in the action where you're actually making decisions in the film? And it's like, well, many people right now would say, well, we got video games. Well, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> the world also, at least not according to scripture, so to speak, uh, the world isn't going to end in 2018 where it's like, this is all we'll ever have and that's it. Like, <laughs> I'm sure there will be something in the film world that takes action to another new level. It isn't just computer images on the screen that are keeping people babysat for an hour and a half. You know, and I think the story will always be the most important thing, though, like you said. Yeah. Agreed. Um, is that kind of wrapping it up there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. That's, <laughs> so that's that's our take on the Fast and Furious franchise. I probably uh, went way deeper than I needed it, to. <laughs> probably. But that was co- I'm fine with that. Okay, it's a podcast. It's not like I have to stay within any time limits. This is true. <laughs> All right. So let's go on to listener mail here. I only got a couple. So feel free to send your own into cinemafromthedarkside at gmail.com. Uh, we will answer them eventually. So just send them in. If, you'd, if you've asked a question before. Ask again. I don't care. Just feel free. Uh, This one comes to us from Sam. Sam, he asks, uh, you guys had had a listener mail at one point where someone had asked about uh, books being turned into movies and whether or not they do them justice. Uh, Just curious, are there any books you have read that you would like to see turned into a movie? Uh Um, Hmm. That's a good question there, Sam. Uh, one that I've gotten into is a series, uh, called, the first book is called Memory Man, and it's about, uh, this detective called Amos Decker, who suffered, uh, a football, like, injury that left him with hyperthymasia, which is perfect recall, perfect memory. Um, so, and he's a detective, and, like, the case he's working on is, like, basically just solved from shit he saw at crime scenes and like little details that he has with his perfect recall. If they do it right, I would like to see that turned into a movie. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It, it's a really good book. I yeah. love it. it it's, it, it, and I think there's like three in the series now it's called the memory man series. Uh, but yeah, it, he solves cases just by remembering little details from his perfect, uh, recall. And, the story's kind of sad because he stopped being a detective for a short while because he walked in his home and found his wife and daughter dead. Oh, that would do it. And yeah, he he also has this uh, condition called uh, synesthesia, which he sees certain things in certain colors. Okay. So he sees death in blue, like Weird. an electric blue. And he, when he saw his his daughter was like roped up on like the toilet seat, strangled, sure. and she was like bright electric blue, and like so like whenever he sees that color, he like he gets really sick. Wow, yeah. That's but I mean, he has to live with the fact that you know he has perfect recall. He can't ever like. It's almost like he can't ever move past because it, oh, to yeah. him it happened sure. just yesterday because he can remember it perfectly. Sure, sure. So, but I mean, it was a really good book. Excellent. Yeah. 
Um, one of mine that I would say, I had kind of talked to you yesterday a little bit independently about uh, how I like a lot of true stories, yeah. you know, like films that have become that. Like, I, I didn't mind I, Tanya, or I wasn't really into ice skating, obviously. Right, yeah. But, you know, it's like those types of stories, Molly's Game, that sort of thing. Um, but a fiction book that I would like to see turn into a movie is called All Are Wrong Todays, and it's a time travel book. Because um, basically this guy had, his dad had invented this machine that back in the 60s harnessed the Earth's revolution as a source of energy. Mm -hmm. So we ended up having this amazing life that, you know, we in 2018 right now do not have. But he had also, <laughs> his dad worked, he was his the, the teller of the story, the son in the time of the perfect world, you know, now in 2015, I think it was written. Um, he, he was kind of a failure. And so his dad is this a miraculous professor and stuff. And he, his dad invented this time machine to go back in time to watch on the anniversary of the invention of this machine that made their life so amazing. And his son is slated to go back with this woman because they don't have, they don't share a single gene. And then he knocks her up <laughs> and, and now they do. So she kills herself because she's depressed because she wanted to be the first at something, you know, and he's pissed off and drunk one night and he goes and goes back in time and he fucks up the creation of that machine and he goes back for, or forward, you know, to 2015 and life is exactly how we live it where everything's not perfect and science is not, you know, we're still trying to figure things out and we have gas and, you know, all this stuff. That's and crazy. It's, it's, it's a really good book and that I would love insane. to see how they would make that into a film. You know, uh, slightly off topic, but well, kind of not. Um, I've read a couple different, like time travel has always fascinated me a little yes. bit. So I've read a couple scientist theories about like time machine and time travel. And, you know, they theorize that if a time machine were to ever be invented, mm -hmm. you would not be able to – you would only be able to go back to the time that the time machine was made. You could oh, not go back further. That's true. Yeah. That See, that, that ties a lot of loose ends that I think people <laughs> always argue about with right. time travel films because that's, that's exactly like how do you go back before the thing was invented because right. you're uninventing it. Exactly. Technically. Technically. So how could you get back? Yeah. Um, well, and the interesting thing this book had, too, to kind of expand on that for one brief second. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> and then that's too much of a rabbit hole. <laughs> um, the, the guy, his dad explains when he's building that time machine in the book that, you know, one thing could go wrong and you could go back and you'll go back as a as a fucking lamp or something, you know, like you'll, your molecules will essentially like, it like demoleculizes okay. you and puts you in that time frame and puts you back together, but it might put you back together as this end table. And then you're fucked. You're just stuck there forever. Kind of seems like they ripped off the movie time machine. Probably. Probably, because probably I, some of the elements of it. Because like in, in the movie time machine, like you deep, you basically, you know, your particles separate, yep. but then they generally will go back, but like never like the same as before. Okay. You could only yeah. do it a certain amount of times. Yeah. Like See, in the book, they don't, they don't emphasize it too much. He just says it a couple of times. Like oh, I, it's okay. always like this warning, like, oh, I got to be careful. So I don't go back as a fucking lamp or something. Like, <laughs> as a fucking lamp. I don't show up as God forbid a toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's so oh, weird. But, All right. Yeah. But sure. Good film. Yeah. It would be a good film. Uh, I'm trying to think of it. There's another one. There is one I just recently read, and I don't remember the title of the book, uh, but it was about a woman who witnesses a murder in, like, she is inside her own house, and she witnesses a murder in her neighbor's house. Oh. But she can't, <laughs> she can't get over there to help her because she has a severe case of agoraphobia. 
Oh yeah, like open spaces. Yeah, yeah. like she does. She's afraid to leave her house. Like she gets so like freaked out, and so like she's trying to solve this murder while never leaving her house. And like she Holy called the cops. Shit. The cops don't believe her because that's there's shit going on behind the scenes. But that's pretty awesome. Not yeah. gonna lie, <laughs> that was a pretty good. I think that would be a good like David Fincher. Yeah, movie. I think so too. That sounds like it would be awesome. Yeah, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, well, interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Do I have? I'm trying to see. Do I have any more here? Just got to get my app open. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. This one comes from Jess. Hey guys, you recently gave us your favorite foods in a recent listener mail. Uh, what are some of your favorite desserts? Desserts. Mm. Favorite desserts. You know, I like me some uh, tiramisu. Oh. Tiramisu is pretty good. And uh, creme brulee. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. are those are pretty. I mean, if we're going like fancy desserts. Yeah, I suppose. Jess, if if that's what you mean. Uh, but if I'm going with like a standard everyday dessert, like ice cream, you know, classic vanilla. None of that chocolate bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> uh, what about you? Brad? Oh my god. Um, so I'm a <laughs> I'm really fickle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm lactose intolerant, so Ooh, I can't have sucks. ice cream. I can't have cream. I can't have real milk. I have lactose milk, and honestly, you know what my favorite dessert is? Uh, a cup of lactose milk with a little bit of chocolate in it, and that's about it. That's that's pretty much my dessert choice. Really? There's some things I can still kind of have. Like you had mentioned creme brulee. For okay. some reason, that doesn't bother me. It might okay. be because it's so cooked. It, like, if the la it's really the lactose that bothers me. So like, There's if, not if something, much yeah, in, in creme brulee. Right. Yeah. If it has almost none in it or it's been baked or some kind of cooking style that's basically eliminated most, I'm not going to probably have a problem. Right. But I don't like to play roulette with my... <laughs> roulette. With, with, you know, or Russian roulette with... <laughs> I do like playing the roulette. <laughs> uh, I don't like to play craps, let's say, in this right. case. <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, that's honestly, like, lactose-free milk. Uh, I'll have that for dessert, believe it or not. That's a, yeah. Oh, that sounds... Gonna, I'm not going to lie. That that really depresses me. anything with peanut butter. My girlfriend was laughing at me yesterday when we were in our house, and I was like, she bought this peanut butter from an organic store and it's chunky and i'd put it i had i had it for dessert on like a, one of those flat like wheat bagels and she's like god you're weird and i'm like i'll, I'll take a bath in this shit i don't she's like, she's like i'm gonna wake up and i'm like and i'll be snorting it i'll be snorting peanut butter i'm like it won't go well but yeah so something peanut butter might be good mm, okay yeah. interesting so you can't have like so like not even brownies um, no, with no frosting, I guess. I mean, you know, like brownies. Well, if they don't have butter in them, or uh, <laughs> you know, like, like we got to start cutting away all the like good stuff. I guess I hate to say it is what. So let happens. me. So let, can I ask without being? I you mean, can you can be as graphic whatever as whatever. But so okay. So I've heard the the term lactose intolerant, and I I know what it means. It means you can't have lactose. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what happens if you do. It varies. Um, yes, yeah, some people probably like get the runs or something like that, but I really just get like a stomach ache that takes like a day to go away. Oh, fuck. And it doesn't, it just passes eventually. But it's like, all it is is like my stomach can't digest 
the lactose. So it's just sitting in there. So it just hurts because it's not going anywhere and my body's trying to absorb it and it can't. Um, other people probably have it a lot worse. I'm sure they... I, they might have straight up allergic reactions to it. I, I, you know, but I know that mine is probably mild compared to what some people have. I just, Jesus. it just, it just doesn't feel good. And then I'm like, oh, it wasn't worth it. Cause there, <laughs> there are times where I'll just give in at a fancy restaurant and be like, oh, screw it. She's having a little piece of, I'll eat some of it, of right. cheesecake or whatever. And it'll be like, yeah, the next morning I'll wake up, you know, I'll be like, God, I got kind of like gut rot. And it'll be like, nope, straight up stomach ache. And it's not going to go away for uh, a day. That sucks. And then the next day I'm fine. Like it just kind of passes. But, yeah, other people have it worse. They might just be burping all the time. They might throw up. I don't know. But <laughs> that sounds yeah. terrible. I'm praying that it just stays where it's at. You know, good. I mean, I, not good. But I eat gluten free and whatever mac and cheese. Like it's like it's made out of pumpkin instead of instead of cheese, and oh. uh, it's got rice noodles instead of macaroni or something. But I mean, I'm not glu- all that gluten intolerant shit. I don't know what that is. I don't celiac. I, yeah, I yeah, I don't I don't I don't have celiac. <laughs> so I'll I'll eat gluten all day long. I don't right. give a shit. Um, I don't eat fast food though and stuff because it's just there's just too much of a chance that like it's gonna be butter or some kind of grease that's gonna <laughs> yeah. fucking destroy me. So right. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't at mcdonald's in 15 years or something weird like that and shit so yeah i don't sorry for the lame ass no, response that's, a, that's like, okay i'm kind of i just i up. don't know like what happens like i've heard some people get really bad gas yeah it, it's basically a shot in the dark whatever happens to you <laughs> <laughs> it's like playing literally russian roulette <laughs> like all right let's see there's you know one bullet in here <laughs> <laughs> all right guys uh that was that was quite a f- weird and but eventful <laughs> listener mail uh and again if you can send your own listener mail cinema from the dark side at gmail.com send us any question whatsoever uh we literally just went on a five minute rant about lactose intolerance yeah and uh, it was quite a, it was quite an amazing journey. <laughs> we got through it together, <laughs> much like you will when you watch Fast and Furious Eight. Oh God, I, I probably should just watch it just to see how bad it is. I agree. And I'll probably just hate every moment of my life while I'm doing it. Oh yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> At least I know what I'm walking into. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, that's it for this episode. Hope to see you next time on another episode of Cinema from the Dark Side Podcast.